Heat Count Podcast. My name is David. My name is Matt. We are the Taylor Bros. Indeed we are. And today we are hopping into uh, one of our favourite genres of episodes, which is a book review. You may have heard of this book. It's quite a, a well-known one, I would say, by a reasonably well-known author, Ryan Holiday. It's called Stillness is the Key. And of course, this episode is reaching you, hopefully, around the tail end of January in 2024. <laughs> Suddenly <laughs> forgot what year it is. We're still at that point in the year. And the you know the, things are speeding up again. So, you know, we had the holiday season. Ah, Ryan Holiday. <laughs> we had the Christmas season, the holiday season, everything goes crazy. And then there's a bit of a lull in the first bit of January, but things, things start to speed up again. So I thought, good idea to do a book review again. And stillness is the key. How can stillness in our soul, our mind and our body help us to live life well? Yeah. So as you said, Ryan Holiday, I think is a fairly reasonably well-known author i think he had his background i think in copywriting and advertising and peeling that back but he's gone on a bit of a transformation and really in terms of some of his thinking and this is one of his books i don't know if it'd be the most famous of the books he's written um he's written other things like the obstacle is the way and um he's big on looking at some of the greek philosophy and stoics and stuff all to say though is this i found was a really good book very readable um well, I, f- I think there's about 30, but short chapters, you know, sort mm. of like eight pages, maybe 10, some quotes. He's a good writer. The concept, stillness is the key. And basically it's contrasting to the world, which is, and he says this, noisier and busier than ever. So stillness yep. comes at you quietly. The world doesn't. <laughs> you know, the world is just... So... He really splits the book up into sort of three main domains, stillness of the mind, stillness of the soul, and stillness of the body. Mm. First impressions on that, Matt? Yeah, I like I like having different domains because it obviously, whilst we are interconnected, holistic, complex beings, it can be helpful to think about individual areas. So, And I've noticed it myself often, actually, something I've come to realise is... Uh, Often when I am actually not moving my body, but not in an intentional way. So I may be stuck in front of the computer for a long time, mm-hmm. reading the news or just social media, or even sometimes just work projects. My mind can be racing ahead. And so I've found that sometimes uh, there's this balance between body and mind. So my mind isn't still, but my body is static does not necessarily still in an intentional way whereas when i may be sitting down to meditate or to pray more intentionally mm. stillness in my body can help stillness in my mind so i like this impl- i like this interplay yeah and so the first well basically i'll be telling a kind of a, a, an abbreviated version of the stories of he how he introduces each section so the mind he talks about a john f kennedy american president um and October 15th, I think, is uh, 1962. He wakes up and the world has changed because the CIA have discovered that the USSR are building nuclear uh, capability missiles on Cuba. And this becomes sort of the 13 days that known as the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, but up to that point, he'd been president for about 18 months. It had gone pretty badly, really. Most of the things right. he tried, he tried to invade Cuba, that didn't work. A bunch of other things had happened. He 
was relatively young for a president and yeah. he'd never hold it, held like an executive leadership position before. So there was stuff going on at home, stuff going on in politics. He wasn't in a good place. And But when you listen back to the tape recordings of that, everyone says he comes across really calm, really assured. And, you know, he'd read various things and, you know, Potentially, this could have been the end of the world, nuclear war, you know, and yet he managed to keep calm and and he was able to realize, well, I don't want to make this worse. But through meditation, many walks through the White White House Rose Garden, long swims, he found this stillness that has enabled him to go, what are the Russians trying to do here? Like, this is a bit of a reach, you know, are they overreaching? Like, do they feel cornered? Mm. How do I help them uncorner? And so you had the public face of, hey, we've just learned the lessons of what happens from World War II if we don't, like, face up to um, confrontation like that. So we have to do that, but we don't want to escalate. You know, we don't want to, mm. oh, they send this, and then we yeah. go back. And everyone was telling him, you know, all the military people were going, full-scale land invasion, just destroy it. We've got to do it. And he's like, well, how many people are going to die through that? And ultimately, he does the public thing and then he does the private secret thing and says, look, you know, if you back off a little bit, we'll take down our missiles from Turkey, but we'll do it in like six months time so that it doesn't look like we're abandoning an ally or this was part of it. And so he allows them to feel like they've won. He allows everybody else to come away and ultimately negotiated. But he he knew he had to be strong because he was perceived by the Russians to be weak. And Mm. so... Through all of this, the motivations and all of these things, he was able to navigate because he found stillness of the mind. And I thought that was really interesting. And he sort of even thanked the gardener of the White House Rose Garden because he was like, he helped solve this. He created a beautiful place for me to find mental stillness. Amazing. Wow. And yeah, so if a president can find that in what is arguably an incredibly high stress couple of weeks, I'm sure that we can learn a couple of lessons. How can we attain that mental stillness? And as you said, the environment plays a huge part there. He went on swims. He went through the rose gardens. Yeah. The thing that I like as well is in that stillness, he identified um, the the position of the other. He, He was able to enter into an empathy with the other and go, or perhaps they are feeling cornered. So perhaps they are acting out of both a an opportunity they're seeing him as weak, but also a fear they're feeling pressured. So mm-hmm. how can I maintain that position of I'm strong, I'm in the command here, but I will attend to your fear and withdraw yeah. that as well. Really interesting. So the story goes in even more detail. He does, he understands it, you know, and you probably, maybe you're a listener, you remember this or you know this better than I do. You know, I'm just recounting the tale of a tale, really. Yeah. Um, but the rest of that section, he covers things like limiting your input. That's a chapter. Um, slowing down and thinking deeply. Start journaling, seeking wisdom, um, just cultivating silence. So there's like little chapters on all of those. So it's not just like, how do you do this? It's like, yeah, those are the later sections that do that. Yeah, um, excellent. The one so that's stillness of the mind. Yeah. Yeah, stillness of the mind was interesting. Where are we going next, David? He talked about Tiger Woods. 2008, he's mm. basically at the pinnacle of his career. He's had this calm when he's playing um, playing the game. You know, like, he's he's actually in, I can't remember, I think it was the US Open, maybe. 
he's playing with basically broken bones and an unmovable knee like his cartilage and ligaments are done but he's managed to find this performance calmness mm. but because of that injury he has to rehabilitate and six months later his mistress comes out it, you know they get caught in a hotel room and everything in his life falls down it's another 10 years before he is able to find uh, to win again and uh, basically like on the outside he was still performance he was still but inside his soul was broken you know he'd been pushed so much this um love from his father is all he really wanted and he couldn't find that and so just and basically he goes into more detail people probably know the story better than i do but basically he said his soul was hurting his soul was broken and he didn't have stillness there and so you've got to heal your inner child and i thought that was really interesting that you know there's we talk about stillness of the mind and obviously tiger woods was able to do that in a performance setting but the deeper thing, the soul, the hurting, the broken, meant that it did all still come crumbling down. And so to take that time to do that. Wow. Gosh. <laughs> Goes deep there. <laughs> I think that's so true, isn't it? I mean, it kind of brings to mind, there's another quote um, that's, if we, don't, if we don't transform our pain, we'll transmit it. Or the other sort of more famous or more well-known one is hurt people, hurt others. Mm -hmm. and And so there is that thing of, so many times we look at people and they look like they've got it all together and yet underneath the surface is a raging mess and of course that's what we feel ourselves we see on social media or whatever they've got it together if only i had them but actually i feel a mess and th there's a good chance that every one of us is feeling a semblance of that mm. So some of the chapter headings or chapter titles in this section mm. heal the inner child accept a higher power and enter relationships mm -hmm. so just some things you know i like them it's a very readable book you know these chapters are at most 10 to 12 pages long sure. so they're easy to sit easy, easy to read in one sitting have a thought kind of chapter a day think about it and uh, i like that yeah what's so, the last section dave uh stillness of the body and he talks about winston churchill here it was quite a good quote because uh, someone asked him what's the secret to your success and he says conservation of energy never stand when you could sit and never sit when you can lie down um <laughs> <laughs> which is funny maybe that goes against some of what i believe um brilliant. i thought it was quite good uh but ultimately he talks about winston churchill's life highly productive you know in a number of different ways like politically and otherwise and you know during world war one and other things but in 1929 his political career basically came to an end out of the public spotlight, out of everything, nobody wanted to do to have anything to do with him for basically a decade. Wow. But that moment, that stillness of almost life, the quote unquote lost a decade, was a time when he was able to read so much. He was keeping a track of what was going on in Germany and had read all of those things. He was writing loads. And so even though he wasn't in the public spotlight, he was doing the the preparation and so they were like he he rested really well and he was full on really well and he had to be at different times in his life and he was always really organized but he had hobbies as well you know he was he did bricklaying and he did oil painting 
and both of which it was largely agreed he wasn't very good at. Um, generally, the bricklaying he did had to be redone, and the all hunting nobody thinks he was a master, but actually it was it was stillness of the body that really people close to him said kept the depression at bay as much as anything, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, so that's sort of the way they look at that, and you know, what do you think? That is interesting. Well, I'm not sure how still bricklaying is. I'm sure you have to be a little bit active to do that, but of course mm. it's a fairly monotonous and it's not necessarily a high intensity activity. Mm. But it, again, it's it's a movement that isn't so demanding that it allows the mind to to wander. Mm. Uh, and, and there's a different stillness there, isn't there, of letting the mind wander compared to having it constantly filled with inputs and again same with the painting it's it's an it's a creative output and i think some of the i'm sure that we'll talk about this sometime this year but some of the activities that are best for us uh, are those that allow the brain to almost just make these connections in the background and painting i'm sure is one of those activities where just all sorts of things are happening that you won't necessarily notice on the surface or at the conscious mind so yeah you're yeah. it's an I mean, output in a creative way and he was writing all of this time. So like some of the journal entries of that time would have been like, hey, written two and a half thousand words today, laid 500 bricks. This was a great day. I'm going to do this as my routine. And it's just like that was his thing. You know, he's writing, he's, you know, doing these things. And so some of the, the chapter titles in this section are quite interesting, but it's, it's take a walk, build a routine, find a hobby, go to sleep. <laughs> um and it's it's taking care of the body. It's finding stillness in the middle of the noise and the busyness. And I think that's really difficult um, to do really well. And so I like this book because it's a reminder that that is something I want. I want to be the sort of person that is steady and mm. not hectic and frenzy and everything I'm doing. And, you know, people think of Winston Churchill and, and the sort of World War II war years. And he was incredibly productive. But he wasn't frenzied. He was very organized. Um, and and I suppose that that all came about, you know, because that's the sort of person we want to be, you know, that can think and meditate. And, you know, like JF Kennedy in that moment, that when the big thing happens, you can still be calm and think your way through it and try and understand the situation you're in. Yeah. It's fascinating because, of course, one a small comment the social trend the social pressure is be in the spotlight that's where you want to be mm. but you think actually we've seen many people be in the spotlight far before they're ready and that's effectively what makes programs like the x factor and all those shows interesting is those early rounds people are in the spotlight and they really shouldn't be <laughs> but actually what maybe is the better thing for us is have that quiet decade those lost years where we're in preparation we are preparing in that stillness to be ready for the two weeks of craziness or the how you know that that jf kennedy had because i'm sure that he also it's not likely that he was a completely chaotic person and those two weeks happened and suddenly he goes maybe i should take up walking and swimming mm. yeah so and that, yeah exactly he didn't just do it out of nowhere because of the crisis these were things he was doing that probably anyway yes. um I think I read this book maybe 18 months ago, possibly as much as two years ago. So it's interesting going back to it and going, oh, yeah, this is a refresher I need as well. What does it look like to find stillness? How do I do that? I journal and, and you know, have some of those things. And I'd like to think my soul isn't too broken, although, you know, 
no, if probably talk to the people near me. Dig but, a bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dig deeper, yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So um, one last question I'd ask, Dave, as we close, before we close out is, is there any lasting questions you would ask the author? Um, maybe if I'd read the book more recently, that would be easier in my head. Um, I think he's in a place where he is very autonomous with his life. You know, he's an author who chooses to write and read a lot. But for most people, they work in a, a nine to five with a family. And the, the finding, crafting stillness in the mind and the soul and the body, it could easily feel like that's going to take up a lot of space. And I haven't got space for that. I probably imagine he'd say, have you got space not to have that? Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, what's the cost of not doing? Yeah. Um, but also, um, yeah. What if you don't have the the capacity to redesign your life in a way that allows for flourishing in this area? Mm. Yeah, I think probably most of us do have a bit more capacity than we think. That's yeah. not a very good question, but it's just Sorry. a thought. <laughs> Who's this book for, Dave? Uh, I think it's for people that are seeking a bit of a a zag when everyone else is zigging. You know busyness and noise and it's like hey is there another way well stillness is the key that's the title of the book it's definitely worth reading it's very like i said readable and easy to read and get into and just a chapter of the day and you'd have you know that's 10 pages and you basically read the book in a month excellent well thanks for taking us through that david this has been our book review of stillness is the key by ryan holiday guys find some stillness this week and let us know what helps you to find stillness in your mind your body and your See you next week.